0: <laughs> that was so and beautiful
1: <laughs>
0: Oh my god Wow I'm dying uh,
2: That's just a preview of what's to come In this episode we of- are like I'm just going
3: to go ahead and delete this episode Bye.
2: Were we harmonizing there or was that just like Really bad pitching I guess I'm going to find out When I edit this later As the
3: resident tone deaf person here I can guarantee you I did not harmonize <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to?
2: <laughs> I didn't. I couldn't hear anyone else doing it, so I just kind of went for it. So I think it's probably going to sound really bad, but it's fine. <laughs> no. The the worse the better in situations like this. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um. So hello, welcome to Book Squad Goals. I'm Kelly, and today we are talking about The Lion King. If you couldn't tell, what <laughs> we just did, which I wouldn't blame you if you couldn't. Um. But speaking of songs from The Lion King, for our intro. I wanted to ask everyone what your favorite Lion King song is.
0: We're going to let Saeed go
2: first
0: so he can introduce himself. You're
1: yeah. going to let yeah. me go yeah. first?
2: Yeah. And tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
1: Oh, sir. okay. Uh, so hi, <laughs> uh, Long-time listener, first-time guest. <laughs> um, a
2: rare male guest. Yeah, we have yeah, him I'll every now it. and then. You
3: know?
2: <laughs> it's great for when we need to do Ask
3: a Man and we don't have to call for someone to come into the room. He's like...
1: Right. right here. For the record, I am always available for for a phone call if you ever need something. Great,
3: phone
1: My name is Said. Um, I know Emily through my best friend Adam. Uh, Adam w- uh, was her brother, and uh, he was my best friend. And yeah, I love The Lion King. I absolutely loved The Lion King as a kid growing up, and that's something Adam and I definitely had in common.
0: Yes, Adam uh, was obsessed with The Lion
2: King. He was. And we are honoring Adam this episode because it's uh, his birthday month and his favorite, well, a remake of his favorite movie.
1: (laughs) And uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Um, Yeah, I live in Montana, so I'm uh, quite a ways away from most of you guys, I think. I think you guys are kind of covering all over the country. We're
0: more in the East, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah, mostly on the East,
1: yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, I'm pretty boring. Um, what about your photography?
0: <laughs> Tell us about your photography. Yeah, that's not true. You're not. Let's, <laughs> let's plug that.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a professional photographer, uh, wildlife photographer. I'm also a professional fishing guide, um, and snowmobile guide in Yellowstone. Uh, so that's like my background as to the, kind of what I do and what I'm doing with my life these days.
2: Which is great and also super relevant to this episode. Wildly, yeah.
1: My the the wildlife that's kinda like the main reason I wanted to see this movie was to see how they were gonna incorporate like my favorite childhood movie into like using these awesome animals that I would one day love to shoot and like take pictures of and not shoot. Not
3: yeah,
1: every time no, I would never shoot with my camera. Um no yeah, never shoot with a camera. Never shoot with a camera.
2: Good. We were about to have Uh, words. Yeah,
1: no, trust me.
2: I would love to shoot these animals.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was, like, my my big draw going into this movie was to see how they're going to incorporate that and, um, and to see how they perform my favorite Lion King song, which is definitely, I just can't wait to be king.
0: Um, yeah, he was singing that the whole day because yeah. I actually went to see this movie with Saeed, um, in Montana, and, uh, he, the whole day before we went to go see this movie, he was singing this song.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just such a good little ditty. It's like that... You know, like, what's, like, one of those quintessential songs that you just hear, like, that first little <laughs> do yes.
3: do
0: everybody instantly
1: knows what's about to happen. It's about
0: to be a part. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I was – I think I was humming that little ditty, like, the entire day. Yeah. Like, it was mostly just that little part.
4: <laughs> That's
3: a good one. It'll Iconic. Yeah. Head. yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go next because mine's the same oh. one. This is Susan. <laughs> um I rarely make a karaoke appearance, but I just can't wait to be king as one of my few karaoke. All right, Susan.
0: So the last time we did karaoke, Susan did not participate. So now we know how to get her up there.
3: Yeah. Also, yeah. like two more drinks than I had last time <laughs> is a pretty good push in the right direction. Yeah. But uh, I started out just, I was going to do Zazu, my friend was going to do Simba, but the... The lyrics on the screen were all screwed up, so then we both just did both. So it was like a duet <laughs> of both. It was it was quite odd, but very um, confusing. Zazu is like my favorite character and I love I love him in that song. He's my favorite.
2: That's a hilarious favorite it character. It really is. It's know, very I'm unexpected. Saying.
3: I think it's because when I saw it on stage, Gosh. like the guy that played Zazu in that, like just stole the oh, show. And <laughs> I've been like, oh Man, God. Zazu is just I'm
0: so glad that you've seen the stage version because I do kinda want to talk about that too. And I know um, Mary hasn't seen the same stage version, but she's listened to the soundtrack a whole bunch, so I know she has some opinions about that too, so hopefully we can kind of bring that up.
2: Oh yeah, we should also say Mary isn't here today, because oh, yeah. she's doing family stuff. Um, she's so, at church uh, we right will now. Have little, <laughs> yeah, um, we'll have a little... Actually. Yeah. Fun stuff. We'll have a little note from her, hopefully, about her thoughts yes. on the movie later on. Um, but Yeah. I'm Kelly, as I said before. My favorite Lion King song is Hakuna Matata, uh, because it means no worries for the rest of your days. Uh, I just, like, love Timon and Pumbaa. I had a, uh, growing up, I love this movie too, obviously, who didn't, but I had a really big Pumbaa stuffed animal, and he had these, like, little Velcro bugs that would, like, stick in his mouth, Um, or grubs, should I say. And I just, like, I don't know. I love that song. I think it's so cute and playful and, like, I, I sort of, like, I love the transition moment of, like, Simba growing up into this, like, adult lion and being kind of, like a like, an outcast on the fringes of society with these two weirdos. I just love the whole idea of it. And
0: I the love the great. joke they made in the movie, too, during the transition where they're, like, He's gained like 200 pounds since we started singing this song. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We will talk about Timon and Puma because
2: honestly, for me, best part of the movie. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: So this is Emily. I'll go last. Um, So I kind of changed my mind as we were talking about it and thinking about it. Um, I have a very uh, distinct memory of the soundtrack because uh, my brother growing up listened to it every night before bed, every single night. <laughs> and I, my room was right across from his. And like, he could not go to sleep without listening to the Lion King soundtrack. So every single night he'd turn the Lion King soundtrack on. And before it would start, I could hear him in his room, just go, ah, like before the music. Would <laughs> start. So I think for that reason, the circle of life kind of like sticks out to me as like reminding me of my brother, because um, that's the song it always started with and like if you know if things were going well i was usually like asleep before it got further into the soundtrack so <laughs> if things were going well, <laughs> um
1: you hopefully asleep before like be prepared right if that.
0: i'm still up during be prepared i'm <laughs> like yeah. oh, i don't know what's going on um so i think i'm going to say that song just because you know it reminds me of my brother um and it just reminds me of, like, childhood and, like, having to listen to that song every single night. Um, and also, just, like, it, like, now when I see the movie, the original or, like, the remake, anything, anything, like, that song came on, I was just, like, crying. Like, same thing when I saw, God, when I saw the live show, like, <laughs> I was, just like, a mess because it just reminds me of that, you know so yeah yeah, i'm gonna pick that one circle of life it's a great song too yeah thanks elton john thanks elton (laughs) shout out um
2: (laughs) shout out rocket man oh man um i have not seen
0: that that movie but okay i
2: didn't see it either but i heard it was better than bohemian rhapsody (laughs) so that's (laughs) true Um, We have a summary here, which, like, honestly, uh, if you don't know what The Lion King is about, like, I don't know how to relate to you as a person. Who are you? But, like, who are you? Um, But just in case, I will read this. Though Emily um, provided a shorter summary that says, Hamlet with lions, baby lions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Which is accurate but this is what google summarizes it as simba idolizes his father king mufasa and takes to heart his own royal destiny on the plains of africa but not everyone in the kingdom celebrates the new cub's arrival scar mufasa's brother and former heir to the throne has plans of his own the battle for pride rock is soon ravaged with betrayal tragedy and drama ultimately resulting in simba's exile Now, with help from a curious pair of newfound friends, Simba must figure out how to grow up and take back what is rightfully his. And then Emily added Hakuna Matata at the end.
0: I appreciate you, Um, giving me credit for my work.
2: (laughs) uh, Yeah, I mean, I don't want any of this to go unnoticed. (laughs) So, it's gonna be hard to talk about this movie without just, like, comparing it to the original a lot. Um, But, uh, like... If possible, we can try to avoid just being like, because it's hard because obviously the original is the original. It's better. It's like the pinnacle of good Disney movies. But um, to start, I think we should just talk about like the overall controversy, if you want to call it that, about these live action Disney remakes. Mm -hmm. Um, So like, what is our overall take on this trend? Do we need them? Do we want them? How much do we care that this is all just a money grab from Disney?
1: Uh, I'm split fifty fifty. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's yeah. It, I'm. i The more I've thought about it, the more I really don't like. I don't know how I feel about it, just because some of them I've really loved, and some of them I've really not liked. And so it's it's really hard to find that like middle ground as to what makes a good one or what makes a bad one. Um, and I think for me personally, I think I like the live action movies that I weren't well, I wasn't really that attached to as a kid. I think yeah. that was a huge thing for me. Like I wasn't a fan of the Lion King, the, this new one. Um, mm-hmm. Like it just didn't grab me as the other wow, one. Wow, showing
2: I, your cards already. I
1: know, but I loved, <laughs> but I loved the Jungle Book and Beauty and the Beast movies that I wasn't attached to as a kid. And, you know, I haven't, I still haven't seen Aladdin. I feel like I'm not going to like it.
0: Like, <laughs> <I'm I'm> oh, <gonna, laughs> so good.
1: I feel like I'm not going to like it because Aladdin and the Lion King, I like my two. It was like my two movies that I guess from my childhood. Um, and so yeah, so I think that's that's a huge that was a huge part of it to do with me just right off the bat. But I mean, make that money. People are going to go see it. I don't yeah, you know, no reason to not to not make it if you're Disney. Um you're not going to lose anything from it. It's a hard so, thing
0: I think because um and I I th- I feel like most people feel this way, like nostalgia isn't enjoyable. It's an it's a nice feeling to feel nostalgic about something. And like so mm-hmm. We go to these movies knowing, like, that's the main draw is nostalgia. Like, they're they're making these movies now because the people who were children when these movies came out are old enough to have children now. And so it's a draw for them as adults because we can, like, remember, like, childhood, which is a lot of what I've talked about so far. Just with my own experience. Um, And it's also a draw for the kids because they're being introduced to this movie, perhaps for the first time, but perhaps maybe just, like, seeing it for the first time in the theater. Um, And it's hard because, like, that feels good, but you also feel manipulated at the same time. You know, it's Mm like, oh, man, nostalgia This feels nice. But also, like, it's sort of like, it's like a cheap, easy feeling. Like, it's easy to create that nostalgia, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm being
2: like given the same thing, yeah. Again, like almost in this case, almost exactly yeah. the same thing, yeah. Because there have been there have been certain of these remakes that have kind of like explored some new mm-hmm. ideas. Like I know you said Aladdin
0: has like oh lo- I haven't seen it yet, but I know you said that that has a lot yeah, of yeah it has a lot stuff of new in stuff. It. I think it deals with a lot of the problematic elements that were in the original Aladdin. Um Jasmine's given a lot more to do. Like I was just a really big fan of the changes in Aladdin. Not that it like makes it a better movie, but it makes it a different movie. Um, And I appreciated that. I was like, I was like, Oh, I'm kind of familiar with like the beats of the story and that's creating that nostalgia factor, but I'm still being surprised. Um, mm-hmm. With this, I was like, I knew exactly what was going to happen the entire time.
2: <laughs> yeah. There was, there were no additions other than like some dialogue changes. Well, this is why
3: um, I'm looking forward to Milan specifically. Like, that's yeah. the one I've been the most excited about so far. It um, looks
2: great. I don't know, I know that I like would have seen played in the
3: Um, Normal, like, if we weren't going to talk about it. I haven't really been yeah. that excited for any of them so far. Um, but I haven't been horribly disappointed either. Like, I went to see yeah. Beauty and the Beast because of the podcast also. And that was one right. I was really attached to as a kid. And so maybe... Now that Said articulated that, I'm like, maybe that's why I yeah. didn't love it <laughs> so
2: much. The more you love something, the <laughs> harder it, it is for it, it to live up to your standards. Well of... Which
3: is like why I'm also worried about Mulan, because <laughs> I loved Mulan. But I I like that it seems to be making a conscious effort to be a different movie, like to be its own yeah. movie, um, which I'm yeah. excited about seeing.
1: I'm I'm very excited for Mulan. Um another one of those movies I really enjoyed as a kid. Uh, but I think Mushu was a huge part of that movie, and I'm gonna—I'm interested. You know, I'm pretty sure you're not gonna have a Mushu. Um. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. I—I I agree with you guys. I think, but I personally am like a, a lot of like the discourse that I've seen on like Twitter about this movie and all the Disney remakes is, "You're ruining my childhood. How could you do this?" But and it's like this isn't doing any harm to anyone. Yeah you know and i and yes disney is making more money that they don't need but like i so? mean they're providing us an experience <laughs> like at <laughs> yeah. least uh, and you know i i enjoy them like i'm not my expectations for all of these movies have been pretty like not low but pretty like middling expectations and most of them have met or surpassed my expectations i agree i really like the jungle book um, but also I didn't care about that movie at all as a child. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and I like, I think that there are things that it was cool to see improved upon. Like, you know, having, you know, a black lead in The Lion King, having like a mostly like African-American cast, um, or just African is cool because Matthew Broderick played Simba before.
0: <laughs> so... And JTT, forgot, do not disrespect way. JTT, Look oh, yeah, Jeez, y'all, I have to tell the story about how, when we were kids, I wrote my brother a letter pretending I was Jonathan Taylor Thomas and stuck it in the mailbox for him,
1: <laughs> oh
2: i like,
0: like, is that nice siblings? or mean, you know? <laughs> it's kind of, that. you know, like, that's just the question you always have to ask older siblings. Like, are you being nice or are you being mean right now? It's, just, it's a little <laughs> bit of both, yeah. you know? Uh, Susan knows she's an older sibling. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like something I would have done, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I wish
3: I thought of it. I'd go back and do it. I wonder who, I, I could do it now. I'll write him, a, like, an email from Roger Federer or something. Just there to you to go. heroes <laughs>
2: So specific
3: Um, (laughs) Our connection is mostly over tennis
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot about that That's hilarious Okay, um, let's talk about the way this film looks Uh, We can't ignore the fact that these effects are groundbreaking and beautiful Um, So I wanted to ask what visuals stood out to you guys And especially Saeed, since you're a wildlife photographer Why don't you talk a little bit about your reaction
1: um, I, I loved it. I thought it was visually beautiful. That was like my favorite part about the whole movie is that as somebody who does appreciate and loves wildlife in like the, like in the wild, um, it was stunning. Um, I can't say enough about how cool they made those animals look and like how they interacted, how you can still see the emotion that they were trying to portray, but portrayed as animals do and not like a cartoon, which is, I think some right. people were. Really having a tough time having to, they were like, oh, you, you know, they don't look like, doesn't look like Simba. It's like, well, it's not supposed to. It's supposed to look like an actual lion cub. Mm-hmm. Like having emotion and like in his face. And that's how lions express it. And I think they, they really captured all that pretty, pretty darn awesome. It was, it was really cool.
2: Yeah, and, like, I did see a lot of people complaining about how, you know, it's weird to see lions singing when they look like lions, and, you know, you can't see their facial expressions. (laughs) And it's like, if you think that you can't tell how that lion feels right now, like, you've never, like, experienced an animal.
1: Yeah, you've never had a pet.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like, as a person with cats, like, I can, I could see all of their feelings because, you know, I have a cat, so, and I think they did a great job of... Of using movement and using, you know, in the middle of a conversation, you know, Scar would lick his paw or whatever. Or, like, just, like, the way that these animals moved and the way that they held themselves, like, did a lot to express the emotion. And I actually think that that was pretty successful, despite the fact that a lot of people uh, didn't think so.
3: (laughs) I mean, compare that to movies like, um, like homeward bound and stuff where it's just yeah. like um, <laughs> it's just a literal animal over an animal standing there
4: <laughs> yeah. I mean no, like, it I feel like move. we've
3: come a long way <laughs> yeah <laughs> I loved that movie too but yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, great movie. Um, I would say the two animals that really stood out to me as looking just like really visually stunning and super real were Rafiki and Pumbaa. yeah especially Rafiki like I was like I was very into him
2: <laughs> yeah he looked cool yeah he looked cool i was just obsessed with the lions
0: because they're my cats same i was obsessed with all the baby animals actually i think that i mean i knew i was gonna think that the baby lions were cute because like i high key want a baby lion um (laughs) but um baby pumbaa
2: I screamed.
0: I, I, I screamed when he came I on screen. Died. I was like, that was "Kelly, like got kicked out." Thing I didn't know I needed, <laughs> but it like changed my life. Like I that me too. Like,
2: I literally tweeted that. I tweeted. I thought like I knew that I was gonna think. I was. I went in very prepared and excited for Baby Simba, but I was not ready for Baby. Oh my Bodo. God, Kelly! Why are we the same person? <laughs> I know. I, I was like overwhelmed with emotion when he came.
3: Yeah, on screen. me too. I.
2: Was just dying, <laughs>
3: and it's yeah. like you know he gets the whole thing is he gets like shunned by the other animals because he has like bad gas. But <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of had this thought like, oh, but I mean, I feel like I could get over it, like because he's so, <laughs> he's yeah.
2: so cute. Yeah. <laughs> if you looked like that and you and you farted a lot, I'd be like, I will still yeah. be near you. Yeah, because it's you're
3: okay. So cute. It's okay, buddy. You're trying. Yeah. Um, there's a moment with a baby rhino, and I just can't wait to be king. Where they're like standing next to. Little well, baby rhino, and yes. I said, "Baby rhino." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like That's in a baby rhino," and he goes, "I know." <laughs> I like, I'm watching also.
2: I know, and like also the baby, uh, the baby ostriches, very cute. So just
0: baby animals in general, we we appreciate. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just i I loved it, and
2: I. I will watch this movie again just to look at it. Like
0: I could put it on yeah. mute, but <laughs> like you could put it you can put it on mute and just play the other movie on top of it and yeah. it would be it would just follow exactly, I feel like. Yeah. Almost. True.
2: Or I could just put on like like yoga music or something. It's like <laughs> nature sounds and like uh just they yeah, the animals looked really, really good. And so did the landscapes and um just like this actually it's interesting to talk about cinematography from a perspective of like this whole thing is cgi so but you know the the way that the shots are framed and the way that it looks like there is a camera following like these creatures and like running alongside them and like flying through the air and stuff it was like it was really like dynamic and well uh well done
1: shout out to john cabra
2: yeah, shout out John Favreau because
1: he he I was the that was one other thing I was excited about was to see him directing it because I was such a big fan of the uh, the Jungle Book remake. I love that movie. I absolutely. I think I, I might be the only person in the world that says I prefer that one over the cartoon just because <laughs> I absolutely fell head over heels in love with the movie. But I also love wolves and so. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was really excited to see him directing this movie, and I think he visually did it justice as much as he could.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think The Jungle Book was also like a huge advancement in animal technology and um, especially interesting because it had, you know, there was one actor, like one live actor, and then interacting with all of these animals. I did really, I like Jungle Book. And Jon Favreau is like, is interesting because I always think of him as like this actor, and even though he's like more of a filmmaker really than an actor, but I just like imagined John Favreau, like behind the camera, being John Favreau, <laughs> like the being the dentist from Elf. Yeah, <laughs> I think Elf. I think of swingers. So, yeah.
1: Swingers. Um, I think of as Monica um, Deller's boyfriend, for like a couple of those
2: episodes. Yes, like, Pete. Yeah. yeah, Pete. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Well, speaking of performances, who are the standouts for you guys? And how did we feel about the new versions of the songs? I think that someone
0: can answer for me. Who do you think stood out for me? Donald Glover. Can say
4: oh, Donald Zaza. Glover. Donald Glover.
0: John Oliver. Oh John yeah, John Oliver was Hopper really John cool. Oliver John was, me, though, was the best part
1: of that movie. Zazu. Same here. Yeah, yeah. high
2: I, yeah, he was like the absolute perfect casting. Yeah, he just got
0: to be John Oliver Zazu's when he started voice. giving the morning report. I was like, so is this just last week tonight? That would be so <laughs> made some sort of reference. To
2: that. I would
0: have been and really in the like, part where
2: so, like <laughs> someone got mad at him and he was like, "It's the news." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And
0: just like the yeah, he just delivered
2: all of his lines the way that he delivers his bits on
0: Last Week Tonight, guys. And I just realized this is a community reunion because John Oliver and Donald Glover were both on Community. Oh yeah, oh
3: my god, I gosh. love it. I also love thought it. Billy Eichner was great. Oh yeah, he was oh, really of course,
1: good. Um, Yeah, I mean, I thought he was gonna. I didn't think he was gonna do uh, Timon justice at first because I just I've never really been a big fan of Billy Eichner, but I think he definitely did it pretty. A damn good job.
3: I love yeah. that Timon definitely reads as Billy. a gay character now, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Timon had a certain gay flair that I was very into. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Nathan like, Lane. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: yeah. Nathan For some Lane, reason, this felt
3: gayer. And I, I <laughs> maybe yeah. it's because as a kid, I didn't pick up on, like, Oh, this is a super gay
2: meerkat. Billy Eichner's (laughs) brand is like angry gay. You know, I do wonder (laughs) because
0: we never get Timon's, because during Hakuna Matata, we get Pumbaa's story about why he was rejected, but we don't get Timon's. Are we to assume that Timon was rejected because he's a gay meerkat?
2: I think Timon rejected everyone
0: else. I think that's
1: what happened. That makes more
2: sense. Yeah. 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 I think Timon's too cool for most of Timon was other like, animal. I don't want any part in this.
3: There was, like, just this really tiny moment where, like, when Simba says, this is my best friend, Nala. And Timon's like, best friend? That hurts. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's such a simple line and, like, almost one you'd expect, but his delivery, like, cracked me up for longer yeah. than it should have, And probably. I think...
2: I think like they they added a lot of lines for them, like funny little asides that really really worked, and also just Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen
0: have great chemistry as like a friend pair. They improv a lot of it um, too, like the line about it being uh, locally sourced. Yeah, it's from that was right right improv <laughs> Yeah, it's locally sourced uh, from right there. I
1: yeah. think uh, when he was like uh, during a time, it was like a thing of changing my name to what Brad. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's, it's like,
3: yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess
1: that was that was pretty good. What cool.
3: were they going to name Simba when they yeah.
2: found
3: him? Fred or something? Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was
2: Fred. Yeah. Um yeah, and I th- I mean I think Donald Glover was good even though Simba doesn't have a- get a lot to do as far as like speaking yeah. lines unfortunately. Um but one one moment like the moment that stood out to me the most in his performance, well there were two. One was when they're like you know looking at the sky, and he's talking about uh the the old kings and the stars looking down. And Timon and Pumbaa are like, "That's fake." And he's like, "Okay, I guess I'll just go <laughs> over here." But he had this like Donald Glover melancholy that really worked for Simba. And then the other part, and this is the only part, and we'll t- we can talk about this too about Beyonce's performance. Mm-hmm. The only part. That I think she did a good job of delivering her lines and and that part of it was because of Donald Glover. was, like, the moment when they see each other for the first time and they, like, just sort of laugh because they're so excited. And, like, the way that they laugh and the way that they interact in those couple of seconds where they're circling each other was really good, I thought. But anyway... Um, I know, Emily, you said you and you wanted to complain about Beyonce. Yeah, Say,
1: you want to
0: complain about Beyonce?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll, this is the only time you've really ever hear me complain about Beyonce, though. I Same. Put you that know. on record.
0: Yeah. I wanna put that
1: on record. Yeah,
0: like, at, where Beyonce
1: stands, know, for sure. I am a sure, but... huge fan of Beyonce, um, so I don't want anybody attacking me. Uh,
0: but <laughs> yeah, we're going to make the one man <laughs> on the show complain about Beyonce. <laughs> um, right.
1: I will say that she was arguably my least, I mean, definitely my least favorite part of this movie, was the casting of Beyonce as Nala. Um, yeah. I just don't think her voice matched what Nala. I don't know. I think she, she sounded old. <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> like she sounded too much like Beyonce. It's almost like like you hear it. and It's just like it's, you don't hear Nala. Like for a little bit of the movie, there I forgot I was listening to Donald Glover. And even though I'm such a big fan of his, I know his voice. I know his singing voice. I felt like as soon as Beyonce was talking, I'm like oh that's Beyonce, that's Nala, and there was no chemistry. I didn't no. feel mm-hmm. anything like remotely like happy or or, like, excited or, like, could believe that these two, like, lions were going to rule the plains of Africa. Mm -hmm. And, and, like, none of it just stood out to me. I just thought it was just a boring and kind of, like, money-grabbing cast. And I think she definitely did it for the money. And, I I mean, I feel like a lot of those lines are probably recorded when they were all together. Like, all the animals are, like, in the and air and be able to interact with each other, like, the actors. Mm -hmm. Um, And I definitely think she probably just did it in her room by herself. Yeah. And just got it done with. (laughs) Yeah
3: did feel like
0: yeah it did and feel can, like that. i can we can add the article i sent you guys about beyonce being photoshopped into the cast photos because they all got together and took cast photos and beyonce was photoshopped into them later and i was saying like it really does feel like beyonce was just photoshopped into this movie later because the chemistry like we were talking <laughs> about the chemistry between like timon and Pumo is great it really seems like yeah. everyone else is sort of like on the same level and beyonce is just like Doing her own thing and like not real. I feel like she's not in the same movie as everyone else. Yeah, yeah.
1: True. So that was definitely my least favorite part of the movie.
2: Yeah, R-K. yeah. But but also I think it does sort of speak to a larger problem is in that Nala as an adult is not an interesting yeah. character. And like, not to say that like any like you know no one could have done better than Beyonce did here because obviously they could have, but. <laughs> when you think about like just her lines and like what she's given to, she basically like as a child, Nala is great and I love her and Simba's dynamic. And I do want to shout out the two kids who played baby Simba and baby Nala. Um, JD. McCreary. Baby Nala was great. Yeah. Well, baby Nala. So JD McCrary played Lil Simba and did a great job. And Lil Nala is played by Shahadi Ray Joseph from us. Yeah. Um, I love
0: that movie.
2: And she is, she is great. And she was great in us, and she's great in us. She's that, having so a big she year. Is definitely going to be. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say, star. like, I think yeah. I'm a
0: fan of hers now. Yeah, she's great.
2: Um, and I loved her in it. Uh, but then once Beyonce or once Beyonce becomes an adult, <laughs> once Nala becomes an adult, um, she is basically just like a scold who like comes to tell Simba yeah. like go do your thing correctly and you have a responsibility. I will
0: say, I feel like they did try to give her a little bit more because they do, they did add a scene where she like, they show her escaping and um, Zazu is like distracting the hyenas. And so I think like that kind of did show a little bit how she, she was like, like taking a risk to save her. Yeah. Pride. Like, she takes initiative in her community. Yeah. So I think that was um, their effort to make her more than that. But I don't think it was enough, considering the rest of the movie, or most of the rest of the movie, was just, like, exactly the same as the cartoon. Yeah.
2: Um, Which, you know, it's fine, because this isn't exactly a movie that's, like, a character study. But <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying, like, you know, I feel like Nala is not a very strong – of the, like, you know – Lady characters throughout Disney. Nala's not the strongest. um, By a long shot. It's
0: Moana. Moana's the strongest.
2: I
3: think they were like, give her the characteristics of an Aquarius. And let her just go.
0: Do her thing. Yeah. I bet Moana's an Aquarius. I hope so. I'm an Aquarius. I'm not
3: like hating on Aquarians. (laughs) But, um, yeah. (laughs) I just (laughs) related to her a little
2: Well, we all know that Zazu is a Virgo, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I also want to talk about uh, Scar and Chiwetel Ejiofor, who I think was great in this movie. But what did they do to Um, be prepared? Yeah, right?
3: That's the worst song in this. It's always been the worst song. It was still the worst song.
1: I well, no, a it's a song. pretty, it's a pretty solid song in the cartoon. It's, it's. I wouldn't say it's the. I mean,
3: I think it's okay, the okay
1: in comparison. It's the worst, but it's still a good song. This <laughs> it's time, like if you're like
3: listening to that CD, like that's where you hit skip, though.
1: Ah, I mean,
3: you don't hit skip on that CD, song. Susan. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm just saying, I've probably done well, that, and I didn't
2: regret <laughs> it. Here's what I'll say, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna link to. I don't know if it's in this Roger Ebert article or if it's in a Vox article I was reading earlier, but there, uh, was an article that I was reading kind of like comparing the two scars and talking about how the original scar, um, played by what's his, Jeremy Irons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it has a sort of like camp flair to him where he is a little, he's a little gay seeming or like a little like queen seeming. (laughs) He has like a very like, uh, like drama queen, yep. sort of villainy, where he's like, he's so, he's so a evil bit, uh, that it's Ursula. like, yeah, he's <laughs> kind of like Ursula. He's the Ursula. He's the male Ursula. Ursula. <laughs> Ursula. Um, uh, he's like campy. He's a campy villain. This time, they decided to make him like genuinely scary in a way that before he was always a little bit too like over the top to seem truly scary. Although I say this, well, as a child, I was thinking, because I saw like people talking about how they cut Be Prepared and then it was in the movie for that little bit. And I was like, is it like, what is the song actually? Like, I don't really remember. And then I remember the reason I don't remember is because as a child, whenever Be Prepared came on, my dad told me that I would leave the room because I was frightened. <laughs> I was like, I got to get out of here yeah. for this. And then I would leave. <laughs> Um. So, apparently, he was scary to me as a child, but this Scar is, like, really, truly just, like, so, so evil and so scary and, like, there's nothing fun about yeah. it at all. Yes. <laughs> like, and so to have him do, like, be prepared while also being this version of Scar throughout the rest of the movie would have been, like, insane. So, they kind of had to, like, tamp it down yeah. because...
0: That makes sense.
2: Yeah. Which... I, I really liked his performance and I thought he was very menacing and yeah. you know, but the thing about Scar is like, he is not a sympathetic villain no, no.
0: at all.
1: Yeah. He's generally a pretty, like a pretty ruthless bad guy. Like, he's the definition of bad guy.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, I thought I, I like the the actor did a great job like conveying that like kind of scary dark tone. Like I thought it was, you know, an in, like an, a little bit of an improvement in, in terms of like evil from Jeremy Irons, but mm-hmm. I definitely miss the kind of like dramatic, cartoonish. Like, I, don't, I don't know what yeah. you're looking for. I think probably gonna lean cartoon on that one. But.
3: I feel, I think if he was, um, if the words that Scar was speaking were nicer words, I would feel like that's a very sexy voice that I would like love to talk to. Um,
2: she would tell Ejiofor is a very sexy yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> but just, I mean,
3: just odd-y, odd, odd, odd. <laughs> Audibly? What am I saying?
2: Yeah. Auditory? I don't
3: know. <laughs> Just cut that. Um,
2: <laughs> nope. Um, <but> speaking
3: of, <laughs> Everyone will know I don't know words. Um, speaking of, like, campy gay vibes of um, cartoon Scar, I would love an alternate version of this where John Waters plays Scar. Like, <laughs> that is, like, my Lion King. I want to see that shit. If we're recasting already for the next remake. Yeah, right.
1: Kim Kim yeah. Yeah. A Donald
3: a Just keep Donald Glover. Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think John Waters would be down for that too. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I was a big fan yeah. of Eric Andre and Keegan Michael Key.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Yes. Um, By the he... way, Kelly and I have met Keegan Michael Key. You know that had to come up at some we point. Brag. We <laughs> took a selfie with him. Shout out. <laughs> Maybe we should post the selfie hey, Keegan- on our Instagram Michael. for everyone to see and be jealous of. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, big, big. Also, fan. why
0: wasn't Oscar yeah, Isaac in I don't
3: this?
1: Know. Um, but I think I also found myself just being a bigger fan of some of the uh, voice actors that I'm a big fan of in like their, like their just entire like library, like their careers. Because I love McGlover, Glover, <clears throat> um, I love Derek Andre, and I love Keegan Michael Key, and I'm just a huge fan of theirs and outside the Lion King, and those are definitely the ones that stood out for me. And but <clears throat> I just think they did a really good job. Conveying that, like, kind of scary and e- this ridiculously funny part of the hyenas from the first one.
0: Yeah. Like, scary but also <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And then,
1: um, <laughs> uh, who was the third hyena? As, she
0: was the uh, one that was, like, actually Jessie.
2: scary.
1: Yeah. Flor- uh, yeah.
2: She's played by, I have her name here, Florence Kasumba. Yeah.
1: I think she did a perfect job as being, like, that third evil hyena to, like, the two funny ones. And even though they did cut yeah. my absolute favorite. One of my favorite uh, pieces of dialogue from the first movie or from the animated movie, when you know he's like just saying his name makes you sound all scary. Mufasa. Like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, so, I was like really looking forward to that because I remember as a like, kid, me and my cousin he used to just say that all the time. And I was like, oh, I can't wait oh to see God. that, and then it just never happened. And I was like, oh man. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's,
1: That's the so The one funny. thing of dialogue I wanted to be exactly as it is.
3: Man, I forgot that. But hearing you say it just now, I, like, remember it so clearly.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 But they also, they had a funny bit with the hyenas where, and I I don't think this was in the original, no. where, like, the uh, Eric Andre hyena is always getting too close yeah. Yeah. to the yeah. King and Michael Key hyena. And he'd be like, give me space. And then, like, every time he'd come up right next to him, he would be like,
3: seriously? Like, right there. That is a good distance.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the dynamic so. between the hyenas was a little different in this. We also didn't have Ed, I think was the name of the hyena that didn't speak in the cartoon. Is that the one with like the cross eyes and oh, the yeah. Eye? yeah. They cut him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I feel like
2: that was very much leaning into the like cats are smart and dogs are stupid yeah. theme.
0: <laughs> I'm into that theme, but you know Hey, hey, hey. Watch <laughs> it. Yeah. No offense there to are me dogs in in the room. room. of
3: course. They can't hear you, but they can feel it. And those
0: other dogs.
3: (laughs) They don't know. They're fine. I'll show you.
2: It's not an insult.
3: (gasps) There's a dog. Baby. Lion-sized dog. So cute. No, this is not my house. This is way nicer than my house.
2: (laughs) Where's the other one? Uh,
3: Uh, He got up earlier and left. Uh. When someone said something about Beyonce
2: and it was like right on
3: cue, (laughs) oh man, he was like, "Fuck this!
0: (laughs) I'm not staying around for this Beyonce bashing." (laughs) Like, like, I am out, Beyonce, bye. And he's he
1: left me to the beehive.
0: That's on me. That's my bad. No, I agree with you there.
2: Um. So basically, I just wanted to ask you guys, like, and I know it's hard because it's a movie that we all like watched as kids and loved, but like on a storytelling level, like. How do you guys feel about The Lion King in general, like this movie or the old one? Like, what are your thoughts?
0: I was going to ask you guys, you know that meme that was going around for a really long time about The Lion King? And this was about the original cartoon about how, like, um, everyone was just blaming Scar for (laughs) (laughs) wintertime. Did y'all see that? No. It was like, yeah, like, winter came and so everything died and y'all are just over here blaming Scar for winter. Like, that doesn't seem <laughs> fair. <laughs> uh,
4: that's hilarious. I have to find it
0: so I can share it with you guys. But that's, oh so I think about that all the time, too. So I was watching, like, is this just winter? I think they kind of tried to explain it more by talking about how they were overfeeding and that's why things were dying off. I don't think that they went into that much detail in the cartoon about it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they saw that meme, too.
2: Yeah. They're like, we have to explain this. <laughs> Probably. Somehow. Yeah. But here's something they didn't explain, which bothers me. Um, Like, Scar's plan for Mufasa's death is to have a stampede and get Simba trapped in the stampede and then have Mufasa come and try to save Simba and then somehow kill Mufasa while he's saving Simba. Uh What I don't understand is, like, how did he know that Mufasa was going to, like, climb up the side of the mountain in that way? You know? Like and, like, be hanging from the edge of the mountain so that he can. I could mean, I thought
3: him that off. was like, his improvised way of killing him when the stampede itself didn't yeah, kill him. Yeah, save.
2: But, like, why would he think a stampede would kill him? Because it's
3: a bunch of big-ass animals running stampede. at you. Trampled. But, like, he's Mufasa. I know, but, I mean, every time I go to a concert, I worry about getting trampled. So, I just... <laughs> it's really believable to me. I was very anxious during that, even though I
2: know exactly how like, it's going to Like, even end. fucking Simba didn't get killed by the stampede. Like... <laughs> <laughs> You know, baby lion survived the stampede Like your plan sucks
3: That was good uh, enough
2: um, Anyway he, it, it ended up working out for him But I'm just kind of like that was poorly executed What's crazier
3: is that he gets two opportunities to do that Like he does the yeah. exact mm-hmm. same thing later To Simba Which is a little like yeah. Okay full circle of life We're
2: yeah. back how often do lions fall off the side of cliffs and then like? Dangle? I'm gonna say rarely. It's a not it's often.
0: a very famous it's a very like uh popular Disney way to kill off characters though because it's like a very like um, nonviolent murder. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of like blood involved, so like you don't have to see the dead. body. Yeah, throwing someone off the side of a cliff is like, I feel like a pretty common Disney death.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Or letting them fall into like fire.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: I did. Uh, I did cry.
0: I mean, I cried cried. so much during this movie, I cannot tell you. Well, I
1: mean I did not. (laughs) Oh really? I did not. I was That's why I wouldn't sit by you,
0: Said. I needed to sit by criers.
1: No, hey, I mean, I'm a crier, first of all. I will pay over this you're not,
2: If you didn't cry during this movie, you're not a crier,
3: I'm I am,
1: sorry. I will cry during the animated one nine times out you of ten. You better
2: time. cry before this podcast is over, and or <laughs> we're not going to believe that you're a crier. You didn't cry when Mufasa died, are you kidding? I, it
1: didn't get me, is, is it weird that it just When didn't
2: Simba me? curled oh up. Oh my god, when he it, curled it, up in,
0: his his in a, a little, little ball. It
1: came close, it tried, no, trust me, don't get me wrong, it came close, I was like, man, this is really, but then, I just, it just didn't get me because I knew it was coming. I think it was because I, I knew it was about to happen. I could prepare, like, mentally prepare myself. I was like, oh, you're about to see some really sad stuff right now. Like, and so I think I mentally prepared myself a little bit uh, more than normally, but I don't know. It just didn't get me as much as I thought it would. I mean, it definitely sucks like seeing him, yeah, when, like when you said, when you sit there and he curls up right up
3: to him and I'm like, that's something. <laughs> I'm going to cry again thinking about that little curl.
0: <laughs> it was so that sad. Was I cried for that whole scene. My dad. I, I was sitting next to my dad during this movie and we were just like a blubbering mess no. Yeah. even like before it happened I, my dad was like oh no <laughs> me too because you know the whole first part of the movie you're just
2: waiting for Mufasa to die because yeah. you're like this yeah. is cute and fun but Mufasa's gonna die and it's going
3: Yeah, and there's,
0: so, also, much, Emily
3: made there's jokes so much about foreshadowing it of it too like we're gonna Wait, be together forever right
2: <laughs> what'd you say Saeed? No.
1: I said you, you were making jokes about it the entire day we were sitting there and we were like oh yeah we don't need spoilers and you're like yeah Mufasa dies I heard that yeah and you just kept <laughs> you just kept saying it all day. I think you prepared. me to acknowledge that Mufasa. Was I had to, to make die. jokes really about it because I get. knew
0: I was going to be. She's saying be prepared. Later. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to prepare
1: you. Emily, Emily was the scar of our movie. Yeah, <laughs> true.
2: Yeah, um, it really was sad though. But also, so this movie, uh, the original, is loosely based on Hamlet, as we know. Um, But I'm just wondering, like, other than the two um, lions who are brothers fighting for power, like, how else
0: is this Well, aren't Timon and Pumbaa supposed to be like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? Probably. And they did like Lion King one and a half, which is supposed to be like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern.
2: You know what's so crazy is that we saw Keegan-Michael Key in Hamlet.
0: I know. But he wasn't playing Rosencrantz or Guildenstern. Guys, I barely remember Hamlet.
1: I wasn't going to say it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Saeed doesn't remember it. So like if you just want <laughs> uh, to give us a little.
1: <laughs> I was going to hope my 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 blank expression wasn't going to give it away that I didn't really remember it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I've read it. But I've never seen like um I've never seen a movie version of it. The last time I read Hamlet, I was probably like 15 years old, so just don't remember. I know yeah. the I know there's a like a an uncle son Well, Scar is situation. the uncle. Yeah.
2: And basically in Hamlet like the uncle kills his brother at the beginning who's, you know, mm-hmm. the the king. Emily, is Hamlet's dad the king or is he like what? He's the king. Yeah, the king. Okay. Of of what? Denmark yeah, something or something. Like okay. Anyway, his dad is the one in power. And Hamlet's uncle, like, secretly kills his dad, but, like, no one knows that he did it. Um, And then he marries Hamlet's mom and sort of, like, takes over. And then Hamlet finds out because he's visited by the ghost of his dad who tells him that uh, his brother killed him. And then Hamlet proceeds to spend, like, the rest of the play basically going insane. Uh, And then, like, trying to, you know... Showed the uncle that he knows what he did. And then also he has a relationship with Ophelia, who also goes insane and dies. So the part that, yeah, I mean, I understand the uncle dynamics, but I don't understand how, like, Simba represents Hamlet himself. You mm-hmm. know what I mean?
0: Because he has a happy ending.
2: Yeah, and also he just doesn't re- – He's it's not like he goes insane. It's not like he's, like – I mean, I guess he's, like, doubting – himself and his
0: place yeah. in the world. I think he is kind of, like, mentally like Hamlet until there's the turnaround in the end where he decides to go back and, like, do what he's supposed to do, you know? Um right. So I think that's right. where there's the difference. Like, he has this epiphany that, like, he is supposed to go back. Um, and, like, Hamlet just kind of self-destructs. Yeah, um, and if you're Oscar Isaac playing Hamlet, you do it without pants on. Mm. Yeah, which is the best part. <laughs> I mean, Simba did it without pants. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: true. True. Simba did it fully nude.
0: Yeah. That's this is a that's the episode the title camera. right Isn't there. Simba did it fully
3: nude.
2: <laughs> 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 um. So do we want to give our ratings? <laughs> I have, wait, can I have a
3: closing thought before the ratings?
2: Oh, yeah. Does anyone have any other things oh, that they yeah. wanted to mention?
3: I just wanted to say that it was interesting to see this with a person who had no ties to the animated version.
2: So, like, Had he never seen it?
3: No, he's seen it, but, like, once. And he was, like, 13 when it came out, so... Like, I was, like, yeah, I was, like, in first grade. Like, I watched this all the time. And he was, like, I stole my mom's car that year and, like, went on a joyride. I was, like, (laughs) what? (laughs) I was, like, we were doing such different things that year. Like, anyway. So, also, no, I was not in first grade. I was in, like, kindergarten, maybe even younger. It's 94, right? 94, I was four years old, five years old?
2: No. I was three.
3: I'm sorry. I was six years (laughs) old.
2: (laughs) how does
3: it work <laughs> i had this whole conversation last night and i was like wait did i think i was the wrong age now so yeah i was six he was 13 stealing cards so he was like seeing it as like its own
2: thing like, like when i
3: started singing circle of life he was like you know the songs yeah. and i was like you don't
2: i <laughs> don't know the songs like
3: <laughs> we need to talk so anyway it was just a, it was interesting because afterwards he was just like yeah, I mean, I feel like, why Why would people complain about that? That was good. Because like, <laughs> he does not have the nostalgia factor. Yeah. So, anyway. That's interesting. Yeah, Thoughts on. from Justin. <laughs> now everyone knows he stole a car when he was, yeah. like, 13.
0: So. Um, I will add, just like, because I did want to talk about the stage version a little bit, because I have seen, mm-hmm. I mean, let's... I don't want to say that I'm, like, I'm not a huge fan of the stage version because I am. But I have seen it, like, four times, which isn't, like, indicative of, like, how much I love it. It just, like, worked out that way. Um, It is very good, though. (laughs) Um, And I think that's kind of, like, universally the consensus about the Lion King stage version is that it's very well done. Um, it's visually stunning and it's just like very well put together. I think they, the stage version does a really good job of adding to the story, but still like staying true to the original content. Um, I love the added songs in the stage play, especially, um, He Lives in You, which is the song that they added when, um, Simba sees like his, the ghost of his dad again, um, and that song brings me to tears every time. Um, and I was kind of disappointed because I was like, I mean, like, I know that it's its own thing, but I was like, I feel like they should have, like, taken that song, put it in here.
2: Yeah. It's like you have, like, ready-made
0: songs. Yeah. And they've added first. other songs to the other Disney movies. So I don't know why they wouldn't.
2: Well, they added one song in this movie, but it was, like, over It was the just Beyonce singing. Action yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All I'm saying is I feel force. like the stage Little the force. stage version was overall a better adaptation of the cartoon than the movie, I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, yeah. What, how do you feel about that, Susan? You've seen it, right?
3: Yeah, I've just seen it once, and I saw it, it was like a year ago. Um, and, I mean, I really loved it. I was impressed. I sometimes have a hard time with stuff that includes, like... Puppetry? Pu- yeah. Um, but that said, like, Zazu was my favorite part of that. So, like, I really got on board with the most puppety yeah. character because no one is in, like, a bird suit. There's, like, a person controlling the yeah. puppet.
2: Um, again with the Zazu.
3: <laughs> again with the Zazu. I'm saying, I think <laughs> that is why I like Zazu so much because he was, like, the standout of that play when I saw it. So,
2: so as a small child, you weren't obsessed with Zazu? <laughs>
3: i think i liked him then too i mean
2: i, I think he's really
3: funny <laughs> as a small child i was probably like most children where i was like timon and pumbaa are hilarious of course but yeah, yeah no i am um, zazu is my favorite part of my favorite song in the movie so mm-hmm. i've just always loved i love his little one-liners and yeah. john oliver was also perfect yeah he unfortunately was was not in the stage version i saw i wish it had been john (laughs) oliver i don't know who it was but he was great yeah i was really Um, impressed with it especially because i was like i don't know how i'm gonna feel about the poetry
2: yeah i saw that as a small child and i do not recall any part of it yeah it's
3: interesting to think about it like compared to this movie which is so realistic in its effects versus like Puppetry requires a lot of suspension of, mm-hmm. like, don't look at the person yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's, like, do, like doing a lot of stuff People dressed up underneath as animals. It. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I have never seen It's it. really cool. Uh, Plays, things like that don't normally come to Montana.
0: You mean the Mormon play <laughs> yeah. house isn't putting that one on?
1: Yeah, no, no. When they do. No, not, keep, <laughs> yeah. I've Trust me, I've, I've waited 12 summers to see if the local theater will put on a production of the Lion King and the yeah, you have
0: Guys, piece. so when I was in Montana, the the Mormons were going around promoting the play that they were putting on that night, and I really wanted to go, and Saeed said, absolutely not.
1: So.
2: <laughs> what play were they doing? Book of Mormon?
1: Just no. Kidding. No, I... It's, <laughs> I would be there every night. Uh, no, they I they
2: probably banned that at their local
3: theater. Yeah,
1: yeah. Did you yeah. right now they're doing The Foreigner.
3: Oh, okay. Like, okay.
1: And, uh... I know last year they did um the Little Mermaid, a lot. Nice,
2: and, but they haven't done Lion King. Mm, Rude. They've
1: done I've seen them do Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, but they have not done Lion
3: King. All right, Little Mermaid seems interesting for a stage. They do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. they did it. They did it.
3: I might have a harder time <laughs> with that than puppetry, honestly.
1: Um, my my final takeaway from the movie is: um, Are we doing it? Yeah, that? go. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then give us your rating
1: visually beautiful
2: out of five stars
1: visually absolutely stunning i mean i think it's up there as like one of the most like visually like like you said you go just watch it on mute and not have to listen to anything just because watching a bunch of really cool cute animals do their animal stuff is awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> um so visually it's awesome uh i mean it's great it's a it's an entertaining movie i, I can't i'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on it. I think. Uh, what do we do in a rating? As this is like one out of from one to ten. Out of five
2: stars. Out of five stars? Is Half stars.
1: Three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I feel confident with that. Just because it is still the Lion King. It it is still Lion King music. It is still Lion King mm-hmm. dialogue. It is still fun to watch. And I've, I mean, I found myself wanting to sing. I didn't do it because we were in a the theater. But I guarantee you, if I watch that movie for the first time in my living room, I'm singing the hell out of every single one of those songs. <laughs> and, <laughs> And so uh,
3: if you need a Zazu,
1: yeah, no, hey, that,
3: <laughs> I'm your girl.
1: I, I'm I'm Zazu. That's one my registered.
3: Um, As <laughs> you to uh, toned up, when I can only do the speaking songs. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, be prepared. <laughs> the new version. The new version. prepared. Uh
2: Except for the last line. Where he yeah. Saying, be prepared.
1: Yeah, he just belts out the one the one time he actually sings the whole song.
2: Uh,
1: yeah. No, three and a half have stars. It was it was great. It's still Lion King. I just wish Beyonce hadn't been cast. I wish, great, <laughs> a little more, maybe something just orig- originality to kind of make it stand out a little bit more, just to kind of give us something more to something new. I guess I don't know, um, yeah. but I just it lacked a lot of that emotion that I had as a kid that you would get when watching that movie, and um, because of that three and a half stars. That was actually only half a star. The whole other star was definitely Beyonce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the deduction of the yeah. star.
2: One full star One full- for Beyonce. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. I will say that.
2: Um, I also, I already rated it on Letterboxd. Me too, I girl. gave it three and a half stars also. Mm. Um, Just because, I mean, my kind of go-to for when I liked something, it was fine. If something was fine, I'll give it three stars. And this was like sl- better than fine because it's Lion King. Um, but again, it's like not a lot new happened, but like the visuals were there. So Yeah. yeah three and a half. I definitely would recommend it to people who like Lion King it's because Lion King, yeah. it's it's the Lion King.
0: Yeah. Um, this is Emily. I gave it three stars on Letterboxd just because I was a little mad that they spent all that time on the visuals and in- It just seems like you could have spent a little bit more time thinking about the story. Um, So, yeah. But I still enjoyed myself. Like, ways to add to it.
2: Um, Though, I am glad – sorry to interrupt you, Susan. I was just going to say (laughs) – bitch. I was just going to say, I am glad that they didn't add so much that the movie became really long. Because – That's what they do sometimes with other ones. And I'm like, I don't need this. And additions aren't always good looking at you, Beauty
0: and the Beast. Yeah. Oh,
2: God. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah. The Beast song. The whole, like, subplot with the mom in Paris. Like, just no. Get me out of here. I'm sorry, Susan. (laughs) You go. Awful. Yeah, go ahead.
2: That's okay.
3: (laughs) Um.
0: It's not okay. (gasps)
3: Yeah, I'm mad. Um... Yeah, I'm going to give it three and a half also, because I think it was more than fine. Um, unlike you, Kelly, if it's, like, fine, like, good. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three, but I'm going to go above that also. Um, I also am deducting at least half a star for Beyonce. Probably not a whole one.
2: Nala yeah. isn't important enough to deduct a whole star, unfortunately. They I wish tried Nala to make
3: her important enough by making it Beyonce, though, you know?
2: Yeah, like exactly. it was Like,
3: Beyonce is in this, like, okay.
1: Who would you cast as Nala looking back on?
3: Probably also John Waters. I would like every role.
2: (laughs) John Waters as Nala.
3: No, but if Divine was still alive, I think that's who gets my my Nala about. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm I'm
0: really in for a whole different feel. Is this where we're going to put Mary's thoughts if she records them?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Over to you, Mary. Over to you, Mary. Oh,
3: did I not say it good enough? You had to. You had to say. Oh,
0: it. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs>
4: everyone, this is Mary. I unfortunately couldn't record on this episode because I was at home doing stuff with my family, but I did go see The Lion King and I do have some thoughts on it. So completely free of anyone else's opinions, I'm going to share what I thought of the new Lion King movie. Uh, the first of all, to set some context for you, I saw the movie at about 9.45 a.m. in a pretty full theater full of kids and adults and It was completely silent the entire time. I mean, no one spoke, no one said anything, no one laughed, no one gasped with excitement, which, I mean, I think that's pretty telling when a new movie comes out and there's a crowd of the target demographic for the movie kids and they're just sort of silently watching and not really being entertained. That being said, I didn't think it was unenjoyable to watch. I did like seeing the movie. I never was waiting for it to end necessarily. But it was pretty much a shot for shot recreation of the original Disney cartoon. And... I asked myself after we left – or we after I left the theater, what do we gain from making The Lion King a photorealistic shot-for-shot remake of the original? And I can't really answer that question. I honestly think – a lot is lost in translation when you move away from 2D animation and try to make all of these animals look real. That being said, the computer animation was gorgeous. I mean, everything did look, for the most part, real, and it was really nestled in Uncanny Valley for me. Everything was sort of disturbingly real, and I can't imagine how many animators it took just to make one blade of grass move, or like all the individual furs on S- fur pieces on Simba. But even still. There's something lost in the facial expressions. 2D animation kind of by nature has a more cartoony style and you don't have to adhere to the laws of physics or you don't have to adhere to photorealism when making character designs. So each character in the original Lion King has a distinct personality, a distinct look, um, even though they're all Lions, they all look different because animators can attribute different qualities to them. They don't have to do what's real necessarily. They are just sort of inspired by real life. But then, when you're making everything photorealistic, you have to adhere to reality in a way that you otherwise wouldn't. So, none of the animals had any sort of facial expression. It was hard to determine whether they were happy or sad or worried. And even though the voice acting wasn't necessarily bad, although I do think Beyonce foamed it in a little bit, Um, even though the voice acting wasn't necessarily bad, it couldn't make up for the complete lack of expression um, that all of the animals had. And I think that this is just a bad choice on the part of Disney to go the photorealistic route because, it made it a lot harder to empathize with the characters because they kind of just looked like animals walking around. We also lost a lot of really good things about the original, like the, I just can't wait to be King musical number where Simba and Nala are jumping on all of these colorful, fancy animals in this like really bright, chaotic animated sequence. Instead, we just get Nala and Simba running around the watering hole, which is fine, but less interesting. I will say that the one thing that I really enjoyed about the movie and thought was something interesting and sort of like a new twist was Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa. I really like Billy Eichner. I have liked him since he was on Parks and Rec. I love how he screams all the time, and I think it's really funny. And he was the perfect Timon, and he balanced really well with Seth Rogen as Pumbaa, who I sort of generally feel is like a stoner type Character Seth Rogen is always, like, super chill and laid back. So I liked their dynamic together, and I think it was pretty obvious that a lot of their dialogue was ad-libbed. And it had a really sort of, like, off-the-cuff, fun feel to it. I really enjoyed their dynamic and thought that they brought something new to a story we were all familiar with. And even though it was shot for shot, pretty much the original um, they kind of like breathed some life into that story in a way, although they still were very Timon and Pumbaa esque. It's really hard for me to rate this movie because it is so close to the original. But I mean, ultimately, I think I would probably give it about a two out of five. I didn't hate it. I didn't want it to end necessarily, but it just wasn't as entertaining for me as the original. I do think the original Lion King is a masterpiece and is definitely one of my favorite Disney movies. And I just don't know what we gain by remaking it in this way. I haven't seen the new Aladdin movie, but I know Emily says it's great. And I typically trust her opinion on things. So I'm sure it probably is really good. Um, I heard that they did their own spin and sort of like expanded some storylines and changed things. The new Mulan trailer looks awesome. I've always loved Mulan. And it seems like they're sort of taking a different direction with Mulan as well and kind of giving it its – it's um like a new version of it but with the lion king i don't necessarily know that we need a remake a real big missed opportunity i think is there is a lot of rich material from the broadway lion king uh show that they did not include at all scar's plot line is really interesting in the Broadway show and there's some really cool songs that aren't in the movie. And I wish they had put some of that in there because it might have been a way to revitalize the plot and sort of add some new stuff in for people who haven't seen the stage show Or who liked the stage show a lot. And again, like I've never seen the stage show, but I hear it's really good. And I've listened to the soundtrack and really enjoyed it. So I think they missed a lot of opportunities. And it could have been a lot better. The cast is stacked, but sometimes an awesome cast isn't enough to save a movie. So anyway, I missed being there with you guys today. And I hope recording went wonderfully. Um, and I will join you all next time for our next episode.
0: Wow. Great thoughts, Mary. Thanks for those thoughts from Mary. Cool. Cool. Um, Cool, so we watched The Lion King.
3: Meow. Oh, also, this is our <laughs> 60th episode, you guys.
0: Ooh. That's crazy. I feel yeah.
1: honored. I feel even more honored. Yeah, now. you should.
2: Welcome. Thank you for joining us. And I can't believe that. That's a long time to be doing this. Woo! Woo! Uh, <laughs> We have some information that we want to share with you because we talked about Adam earlier and uh, there's currently a scholarship happening or being fundraised
0: for um, at – it's at UGA. Yeah, so we've already um, raised enough money to um, grant this uh, scholarship one year, Um, but in order for it to become permanent, we have to raise a certain amount of money, basically what it is – and let me pull up the website so I can just like – I'll read a little bit from the website. Um, (laughs) so basically if you go to the website to donate it, um, I'll just read the little part that explains what it's for. Um, So this is my brother Adam. He loved travel in the U.S., Russia, Finland, Sweden, Mexico, Canada, Turkey, as well as Japan. For Adam, travel was an opportunity to experience cultures, discuss politics, try foods, learn history, and make friends. He was looking forward to international travel and perhaps an internship abroad as part of his studies at UGA. However, in his second semester, he was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. Adam was tenacious during four years of treatment that included ongoing chemotherapy and two stem cell transplants. He missed just one semester of school and graduated with honors in both both history and political science. However, due to his treatments, he was unable to take advantage of travel opportunities and internships, experiences he so wanted to have. So the Adam Kremen-Martin Travel Award will help other history students at UGA participate In travel, that Adam was unable to do. Priority would be given to those who have faced adversity to pursue their degree at the University of Georgia. Travel opportunities include, but are not limited to, conference travel, internships, and courses in an approved study program, domestic and abroad, available at the University of Georgia. So, this is raising money for that in honor of Adam so that we can give other students who might not otherwise have the opportunity to travel or who have had to overcome a lot to get to the point where they can study at UGA and travel um, an opportunity to do that travel that my brother didn't get to do. So um, thankfully, we were able to raise enough money um, to allow a student to travel abroad this past year. And we want to keep that going. And my dad wrote a little note about it, um, which I'm going to let somebody else read because my throat is dying, y'all. All All right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Charlie, Emily's dad, former um, podcast guest,
0: says you him from the Pet Cemetery episode.
2: Yes. <laughs> says, We'd like to thank everyone for the generous contributions you made last year in Adam's memory and give you an update. Because of you, we've raised over six thousand dollars, and the University of Georgia was able to give the first Adam Cramen Martin Travel Award to Ellie McQuaig, a very deserving and grateful student who used it to support her summer studies in Germany. Our hope is this will be an annual award in Adam's honor. However, in order for Adam's award to become permanent, the fund must have a total of $25,000 in contributions. We're asking for your help in meeting this goal and are providing an incentive in connection with Adam's upcoming birthday on July 22nd. Adam's past birthday on July 22nd. Um <laughs> To celebrate his birthday, Adam's family is matching all contributions made in July up to a total of $10,000. Your gift, whether it's $5 or $50 or $500, will double and put us closer to reaching our goal of making Adam's award permanent. Um, And so we'll include a link to this in the show notes. We'll also post about it. um, And we have posted about it on social media. um, But, yeah, definitely donate. And you have – so. Today that the podcast is being released is July 29th, so you have
0: several days for this match to be made, so please... And feel free to donate after that, just because we won't be matching it doesn't mean that your contribution isn't appreciated, Um, and yeah.
2: But also extra incentive to do it right now as you're hearing this, because that will be extra helpful to some other student who has resiliency, courage, and character, as the little descriptor says. Just like Adam. So happy birthday, Adam. And thank you guys for helping to support this. Happy
0: birthday, Adam. We love you. We love you. Say, so, do you want to say something thank about you. Adam?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, well, if I, trust me, we could be here all for another like six hours of my head and all the things I could say about <laughs> Adam. Um, no, yeah, please, please donate. Um, just because he loved traveling. And, and I remember the one trip he did take out here to visit me. Um, it was to this day, one of the best weeks of my life, and um, the picture I have actually hanging up in my house of Adam is from that trip, um, it's, it's on my bookshelf, and I can, I can literally turn around and see it right now, it's, uh, so yeah, um, yeah, love that guy, miss him every day, um, I have this awesome forearm tattoo that I get to look at literally every day, and reminds me of him, because I got it for Aww. him, and... Uh, can you
3: please send us a picture of it, so we can put it on our Instagram?
1: Ooh. Yes. <laughs> sure. Okay,
2: yeah. I want to share it with the world.
1: Um, and yeah,
2: we're big fans of tattoos over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, that's my favorite one. So. Yeah. I uh, love the guy. Miss him, and yeah, hopefully we can help somebody who's in need and who has the same, you know, ambition to travel and see the world and experience other cultures like Adam did. That's really, really cool.
0: We have some listener feedback Said, have you seen
1: Black Mirror? Black Mirror, I have not seen Black okay. Mirror
0: Okay um, Well this feedback is on <laughs> Black Mirror So you're just going to have to pretend like you know What we're talking about
1: I'll hang back
3: Do you like Nine Inch Nails? Because it's also about that
0: <laughs> I like All right. Nine Inch Nails it
3: yeah. Okay, cool
1: <laughs> I like Susan, Rising. do
2: you want to read it or do you want me to read it? I'll read
3: it okay. um, Since you just had to read too Okay,
2: uh, this is from Justin
3: uh, He is the person I saw The Lion King with also. So,
2: Car Justin of car-stealing fame. He's also the person Susan is going to marry. Yeah, yeah he's also <laughs> <a> my <machine laughs> t- You'll know him from here on out as the guy that stole a
3: car in 94. All right. <laughs> I hope he doesn't care that I told everyone that. All right. So, Justin says, Right out of the gate, I'd like to say I'm a huge Black Mirror fan. I've watched in season one and have enjoyed every season. It's a very thought-provoking approach to a series. Now with that said, I was completely disappointed with this season. Every time <laughs> I see a new series coming a new season coming out, I'm extremely excited to see what new stories they have. I feel like this was absolutely mailed in. Episode one was okay, somewhat in line with how Black Mirror has been in the past, but felt lazy and pushed very hard at the end for a sub subpart twist. Episode two, blah, all caps. Yep. <laughs> this felt like a high school writing project that got written the night before it had to be turned in. Is it a story? Sure. Is it a good story? No. If I had to have a favorite episode, it would be episode three. I felt like the story was well done and it actually went somewhere. Even episode three didn't feel like Black Mirror to me, though. Highlight of episode three was my favorite band ever was featured Nine Inch Nails. A decent cover of two different Nine Inch Nails songs will always catch my interest. Head Like a Hole in two very different tones and Right Where It Belongs, which kind of got two plays. The only saving grace of this season was hearing some nine inch nails, yeah. to be honest.
2: I really, really <laughs>
3: hope that this is not the direction Black Mirror will end up going in. I've been hooked on this show for so long and to think it might fizzle out and die in this way is truly sad.
0: Yeah. We have high Miley hopes. Miley Cyrus for covering nine inch nails is a highlight for me, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mary will be glad to hear that Justin picked that as his favorite episode of yes. the season.
3: Yes. Well, and once um, after he listened to our podcast obviously and he was like you didn't even talk about the other Night Inch Nails song and I was like damn like <laughs> I didn't really notice first of all <laughs> I was like "Well, shoot, that's why we Justin should have guessed it on I'm that he brought I, mean, our- I
0: noticed but also we were on a very limited time schedule we had 10 minutes to talk about each episode apparently right which we totally stuck I told to. you we weren't um. going to <laughs> I tried to tell you
3: I know uh, thank you, uh, Justin. Thank Bernie. you. And Justin is actually like how I started watching Black Mirror. Like we were going to watch for the podcast anyway, but before we had decided on that episode, like what the topic was going to be, he was like, hey, um, when are we going to sit down and watch season five? It's only three episodes. So we can just watch it right mm-hmm. through. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I haven't seen any other season. So yeah, I don't you know. Don't
1: need to. How long like, are the episodes? What?
3: Oh, my God. So since then, we've been like slowly kind of watching a few here and there.
1: How yeah. uh, How long are the episodes?
2: It depends. Well, yeah. Some of them are are like forty five minutes, some of them are like hour oh, yeah. and a half. Um they're I like, like these are all each t- one is a little over different. An hour.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. It's uh um an anthology show, so you can kind of watch them in any order.
2: We would suggest looking up a list of your favorite of not your favorites, of the best ones and then yeah. watch those. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Probably don't yeah. go in order. <laughs> Because the then you first might not one. Continue.
3: Well, I started going in order from the beginning, and like I thought the first two were good.
2: Yeah. Well, now that you've seen, yeah, that ones, I've you seen know, the pig like... fucking
3: episode. it's happened.
2: Yes, <laughs> the actual one, You're not initiated. the one I thought was the pig fucking uh. episode, but
3: was actually Bryce Dallas Howard <laughs> doing something not familiar, pig fucking though, so. not yeah. fucking a pig, yeah. right? No. <laughs>
0: I need to see. This I feel episode. like for
2: the every episode we have for the rest of time, we will reference the pig fucking.
0: Yeah, <laughs> You have to. Um. So what's on the blog? So many recaps. Yeah. Are you the one, Bachelorette? Bachelor in Paradise is coming up next. It's nonstop. And to add to the reality TV content, Susan has posted
2: two Bachelorette posts. One or er, that. Ba- One is a Bachelorette post of her favorite Bachelorettes, and the other is a post about her favorite villains on the franchise. Clearly, I've been
3: spending a lot of time with this franchise lately. Um, I I had just finished watching Mental All when I wrote that villains post, because I was like, if I have to talk about this guy, like, one more time, let's talk about some cooler people. So if you've been watching for a while, you might want to take a trip down memory lane with your favorite villains.
2: My favorite Bachelorette villain is Scar. (laughs) Um, i i will say that john waters version
3: would be a great
2: (laughs) i will say that last week i went to see here to make friends the um bachelorette slash bachelor recap show and it was super fun and uh if you don't listen if you are a fan of the bachelor and bachelorette and don't listen to that podcast i highly recommend it it is a Huff Post podcast, and the women on it are super cool and feminists, and really uh, say all of the things we're thinking yeah. as we watch.
3: Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of great guests that are actually like have been on the show, and yeah, even like former leads. Yeah, from they had the show. Rachel on
2: you know,
0: recently. You get
3: some good insider knowledge of Rachel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will um, say I
1: almost did watch this season of The Bachelor because of, um, <laughs> um,
0: you should watch. It's really fun. Oh man, maybe we'll get you for B.I.P. Vip, VIP is great to close
1: It sucks that it, you said VIP and I instantly knew what it was. I was just like, yeah, it's has been heard. I didn't even question it.
3: It is. It's ubiquitous yeah. now. Like, it, mm-hmm. everyone.
2: I used to hate, hate The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. And I was like, I'm never watching that garbage. And they convinced me to and yeah. now I love it. So. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so I, I, I might hop on board with that one. With yeah and uh please um, do keep along because i do i do read your your blogs on the bachelor because it cracks
0: oh
3: thank you (laughs) (laughs) i was i always love when i hear that like someone's reading it at all because i'm like is it just my mom (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah that's how i feel about writing riverdale recaps and i'm like no one's reading it that's who's reading it is no one
3: (laughs) no one girl was like Um, told me like she was like oh no like i like wait for these (laughs) Like I like share it with my friends and I was like, I love you. Like
2: can yeah. we be best friends? They're really they're really good. They're funny, for sure. Um, and if you guys want a, a paradise guest at all, let me know. Yeah, guys. hell yeah. Yeah. You know you're gonna have to fill in for me at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm fine with. Uh I have written, which I talked about last time, but I'll just plug it again because it's really long. Uh, is a Stranger Things review of Stranger Things season three. So, oh, so if good. you <laughs> You should read my post,
1: I will. I'll do
0: it um, right. soon as, as soon as I I still as have, have one
2: episode left. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my god! So, don't forget
3: to watch
0: it. Okay. I know, and I want to read your post. I want to yeah. sing Never Ending Story. <laughs> um, I'm actually, yeah,
1: <laughs> and also, nobody told me this until like two days after I watched it. There's a ending scene, like Marvel style.
2: Oh, you didn't see that?
1: I, it took me like two days. Somebody was just oh, like, wow. was like, like "What do you think about the end scene?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And they're like, "Well, after the credits." And I'm like, I-, "I had to go back. I had to like go home and like restart it and fast forward to the end and then watch it." Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. the only that's the only spoiler is that a sharp
2: object
3: style yeah. move. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Where people
3: were like, "What?" Yeah.
1: It was yeah. a very convincing end that. of the season. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: Except this end scene is like more important because it's like it's like basically teasing yeah. the next season, basically.
3: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, now that uh, I, I'm glad you said that because I would have probably just like stopped it right away. So yeah,
2: oh I did. Now, now yeah, I never watched. watch.
1: No, yeah, trust me, I, I could go on for <laughs> a while about this about the season because I was a big fan yeah. of the season.
2: I'm I'm glad to hear that because a lot of people weren't. I had mixed feelings about it. I love it. Um,
1: I absolutely love
2: yeah. it. Yeah, cool. I love it so far. Um, so anyway, also that post then Stephanie Susan's friend and past guest. Yeah, she was
3: our guest on um, I'll Be Gone in the Dark episode,
2: um, and she
3: wrote about, like, the five books that she rereads over and over, um, Now we all have, like, one one or two of those, but she wrote a yeah. really great post about that. Yes. Please check that out.
2: And Mary has a post about Tiny But Mighty. It, it's a review of the Kitten ladies oh, book, yeah. um,
0: which is Sarah so and I are also doing uh, um, YA book club on The Hazelwood by Melissa Albert. Uh, I had to go and look at the, who the author was. That's why I was looking over <laughs> there. But yeah, cool. so that's coming. Um, and I'm also writing a blog post about Veronica Mars. So, haha. Uh-huh. Oh a yeah, new awesome.
2: Um. Okay. So next time, what will we be talking about?
0: Oh, we're going to be talking about Cersei by Madeline Miller. Um, Woo! I'm so excited to talk about this book, y'all. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything to say about it. Though, Did you start it? Started it? I'm starting it tomorrow. <laughs> so I usually start, start a book so a, a, the, the week before we, re- we talk about it. So, yeah, but yeah, I hear it's really good. So I heard that also. Kelly's like, I heard that from my brain. So <laughs> <laughs> I heard yeah. that because I said it.
2: Our next other episode is also an Emily-led joint, so...
0: Yes. We will be talking about Where'd You Go, Bernadette? Um, the new movie starring Kate Blanchett um, based on the novel by the same name. I've also read the book as well, so I'll be the one saying, like, well, in the book, blah 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 yeah. happened. Um... Also, on that episode, we will have an interview with Kate Davies who wrote In at the Deep End. Um this book has been described as a lesbian Bridget Jones, so if that sounds interesting to you, you probably want to check out this interview. It does. Um she was really awesome to interview um and she had some really awesome stories to tell about her time working as a burlesque dancer. Mm-hmm. So look awesome. forward to that. I'm excited.
2: Um, yeah. As always, please follow us on social media. We are at Book squad Goals on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, our email address is squad at booksquadgoals.com. So if you have anything to say about anything we've ever talked about, literally anything we've ever talked about, <laughs> you can email us and we will read your feedback yeah. on the show. Most importantly, if you have a phone, you should download... The Apple Podcasts app, even if you don't use it, download it, go to our show, and leave us a rating and review because that helps other people find our podcast. And every podcast app, almost, draws directly from iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. So I know you think, it doesn't matter. I don't use it. But guess what? It does matter because whatever you're using is using it.
0: So there. So you are using it even if you um, don't It know matters there. to us.
2: It matters to us. Also, five stars only. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you so much, Said, for joining us. Oh, thank you guys yes, for having thank me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Where for can having. we find you on the internet uh, and your photography?
1: On Instagram, uh, I am Saeed in Yellowstone. That's S A I D in Yellowstone. Um, yeah, that's my preferred manner of, and I think I'm under Said Medina Photography on Facebook. Yeah,
0: yeah. we'll put the cool. links to so, that in the show notes as well.
1: Awesome! Thank and Said's
2: photography is very cool. I've have been following you for a while, so I recommend. Uh, vice drawn drawn. See some I'm awesome like, well, wildlife right photos. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um, baby animals, large animals, et cetera. I do
1: have some big, cute baby animals that I've been shooting, and yeah. Now that I have a car again, um, I, uh, I am I get to go out and start doing some more shooting. I think that's what my next two days are going to consist of. Just trying to go find some animals to take pictures of. And
3: that's awesome.
1: And
0: Do you have any pets?
1: Uh no, not right now. Not right now. It's the whole uh,
0: wildlife of Yellowstone are his
3: pets. Yeah, no, that's I, great. I just was curious <laughs> because you know I like to like take pictures of our pets yeah. a lot. I was like, if you have one, like.
1: No, I work a I lot. I love lot pictures of it. <laughs> I work a lot in Yellowstone, and so there's you can't really take a uh, dogs fishing in Yellowstone. You can't especially in the winter, in the snowmobile, and you can't take them in there. And so I just don't have a whole lot of time to spend with an animal. I feel like i wouldn't really do it just as a I feel. Yeah. So, for now, That's a
3: good reason not to do it, yeah. though. It's in the animal's best interest. Yeah. Do you like dogs, though?
1: Oh, I love them. Good. I love them. Trust me, my roommate's dog is literally <laughs> running out. Like I keep seeing him running around outside, and I can't wait for us to be done. And just open the door. Like mm. Oh, well,
2: your roommate has a dog, so that's basically like you having a dog. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, Well, a housemate, he lives. There. Oh, okay. Yeah. But thank you well, guys again. I had a blast. I, if, whenever you guys have another other sode or a book that I maybe read as well, and I'll I'll more than ha- happily come back and join you guys. Yeah, we
0: would love to we have that. Thanks so much. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna (laughs) Matata. Wee!